0: what keeps you up at night is brought to you by plastics news the essential news source for the plastics industry did you know the plastics news data store has dozens of rankings and lists to help drive your market intelligence the plastics news data store has information your business needs find out more at plasticsnews.com data lists I'm Brennan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. This is What Keeps You Up at Night. My guest this week, Anna Silva, co-founder and CEO of Comitatis in Boston, Massachusetts. The story of a young female entrepreneur is not a common tale in manufacturing or in the plastics industry. Nothing about Silva seems common. After working in plastics in Brazil, Silva took her knowledge to the States and launched Comitatus two years ago. Her idea, bring sustainable materials to small and medium-sized molders. Silva talks about the hurdles of running her own business and her goal of making her uniquely named company a hub for sustainability in plastics. It's September 16th. What keeps you up at night begins now. Anna Silva, co-founder and CEO of Comitatus is on the line from Boston, Massachusetts. Hi Anna, thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi Brennan, thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So, talk to me about Comitatus. Tell us what is it, your company, and who do you serve?
1: Sure. So about 2 years ago, I was living in Brazil and I was working at a compounding factory there and I really saw the opportunity that the bioplastics emerging market was offering here in the U.S. and really all over the world. And so I moved back home to Massachusetts and started the company, and we serve small compounders and molders who wouldn't have access to sustainable materials like bioplastics otherwise, either due to pricing lack of knowledge. Sometimes they have a smaller order quantity than the minimum required by the supplier. And so we really wanted to bridge the gap in the supply chain that we saw and provide those materials for those smaller
0: clients. That's interesting. So from what you said, it sounds like you right now, at least are focused on smaller companies, smaller converters and plastics processors. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, that is correct. We really want to go for the underdog who's just looking into switching over from conventional plastics to bioplastics or recycled plastics, either ocean-bound or PCR, and offering different options that align best with their value prop and their product and seeing which material is best for them and guiding them through that transition.
0: Got it. When did you start the business? And uh, what are some of the goals that you've set for yourself?
1: So we started the business in November 2018. Mm -hmm. So almost two two years ago now. But I have been full time working on the business for about a year. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to start this because, again, since I was working in Brazil, I was seeing there that a lot of the companies didn't have access to the materials that were coming up in in this space mm-hmm. either because of the exchange rate and the pricing was too high or they just didn't have those contacts within the industry outside of Brazil mm-hmm. and so i wanted to really bring all these innovative materials and new resins that were coming out to companies that wouldn't have access to them
0: otherwise and i'm sure like me you're seeing as reported in Plastics News, forgive the plug, all of the major brands out there, you know, from Coca-Cola and, and what have you, you know, setting these very ambitious targets for their containers and their, and their products for recycled content.
1: Yes, and that is a great way to go forward in the industry and for smaller companies too to, to see that and say, oh, consumers really want this and we also want to make the switch over so that we can be profitable because now in today's terms and in the future, sustainability really is a requirement for profitability. And so I think there's a lot of awareness now and movement towards sustainable products. And sometimes it's compounders or molders aren't switching a hundred percent of their operations to some type of bio product they are launching a new line that is a bio resin or mm-hmm. something like that and so we really want to be the hub for sustainable materials the kind of go-to place in terms of educational pieces because there's so much information out there too on what are bioplastics, mm-hmm. you know, how to process them. So we want to be a marketplace for quality, sustainable materials, yet accessible, right? That is the goal, so people have access to them and are able to launch that new line or switch over their product
0: to that. Right, I'm sure you'll have uh, many people asking you this already, and as more and more people become familiar with your company, the name, Comitatus. What's the genesis of that name? Is anything there to share
1: yes so actually my partner who was born in brazil raised in brazil still lives in brazil he used to go to a bar when he was younger called comitatis and it actually means warrior and so he really got stuck on the name and he said i think it's going to be a great name and I just went with it to appease him,
0: and I think it works. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does, too. It's definitely memorable, and uh, sometimes people look at, you know, businesses, you know, going to war out there and, uh, you know, fighting for your customers. Right. So, so, yeah, makes sense. Exactly. So, you know, you're, you're two years into this, uh, running your own business. What has surprised you on the day-to-day basis, on budgeting, anything you can share with people who might be sitting there wondering, huh, she started her own business, Anna did that, why can't I do that?
1: Sure, yes, there is a lot that surprised me. (laughs) This is the first business that I've started, and so the detail that come up when operating a business is something that you don't expect when you're in one specific function and role hmm. and you're never really aware of those things anything from legal topics to accounting you know if you're just a marketer marketing is all you're seeing right but hmm. once you're an entrepreneur you're kind of wearing many different hats yeah and i think that's something that i love so much about being an entrepreneur and starting my own business I really thrive in kind of working on different topics in in the span of a day, but it is definitely difficult trying to balance it all and also having to go after a lot of these departments and, and fields that I wasn't familiar with previously. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely a big learning curve there. So you have to be very curious and open to putting in the work and As a business owner, if I don't make moves, nothing really changes and and happens. So it's really humbling and and motivating to see the direct effects of
0: my work. So is this a a seven-day-a-week job at this point, or are you able to find some time to relax as well?
1: (laughs) It definitely... Is very consuming. I think even if I'm not, you know, on calls or sitting in front of a computer, it's always in the back of my mind and I'm strategizing or thinking of new things to do or new products to go after and and offer the clients and new strategies. And so. I definitely think it is all consuming in terms of I'm always thinking about it and and how to make it better and move forward. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's so important to set those boundaries as an entrepreneur, you know, especially now with the pandemic, working from home, those boundaries really mesh together. And so I think it's important to give space to exercise, eat healthy, see friends and family. I think that downtime, Really re energizes me and gives me the rest I need to be sharp and, and make the decisions that I need to make on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. For those entrepreneur wannabes out there, uh, would you recommend this to a friend uh, going out on your own? Would you recommend it to an enemy?
1: It is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> in, a, in a day, I would say, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. So sometimes you you open up your email in the morning and you get an email that's a huge win and then two hours later, a deal falls through and then you're so upset and thinking of how to reapproach the situation. So throughout the day and the week, there are a lot of ups and downs. And I think if someone can keep a positive outlook and stay organized and they have the passion for what they're doing, then definitely go for it. I think it's worth it. And building something is really special. And so I would definitely encourage people to do that.
0: So Anna Plastics News named you to our latest class of Women Breaking the Mold. Uh, We're honoring you and your classmates in November at our virtual event. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we're unable to gather in Denver as we had originally planned, but hopefully in 2021, we can gather in person again. But I'm curious, being named to that class, have you given that any thought? Uh, What does that mean to you to be named one of the, basically one of the women to watch in the plastics industry, which is, you know, to be fair, a very male-dominated industry right now?
1: Sure. Yes. I am incredibly happy and excited to be part of the 2020 cohort. Unfortunately, we weren't able to meet in person, but I'm sure that we will connect virtually and in other forms. But it was such an honor to be recognized two years in alongside such great women doing amazing things in their profession. So it was amazing to see all of the different profiles and women that were featured, and I'm really happy that. You know, like I said, just two years in, that I got that recognition, and it's very rewarding and motivating to keep
0: going forward. Well, we had a very inspiring woman on the podcast uh, several weeks ago, Karen Carter, uh, who's in charge of diversity and inclusion and belonging at Dow. You and I spoke about it briefly um, how important uh, diversity is in, in your mindset and as you approach your business. Will diversity and inclusion and belonging be part of how you form your company going forward? Yes.
1: For us, it's absolutely essential in my mind. I think diversity in in all of its forms, and the types of materials and products that we offer to the types of suppliers we have, and clients that we work with, and internally too, who we're recruiting and adding on to our team, It just brings such a richness and different perspectives and ways of working that I think is unparalleled. So I definitely strive to create a diverse workforce where everybody feels included and valued because that's what makes great businesses succeed and have prosperity in the future. And so, yes, it is absolutely essential.
0: So, Anna, the title of this podcast and the column that accompanies it is what keeps you up at night. I can imagine, as you've alluded to, being a a new business owner, there are many things that keep you up at night. But uh, is there one or two things that uh, when you're rolling over on your pillow, sometimes you're like, ah, that?
1: Yes, I'm a bad sleeper as is. (laughs) So lots of things keep me up at night. But I think lately, it's really been the crises that we're in. You know, if it's economic crisis, the environmental crisis, the equality crisis that we have right now and how can I as an entrepreneur and how can my business be an agent of change in these times because a crisis really is just an opportunity to do good and and still change and so that is really what keeps me up at night trying to figure out how do I fit into that and how does my business fit into that and how can we, in the way that we operate and, and live authentically, how can we be agents of change, be movers and shakers?
0: Anna, thanks so much for joining me today. I applaud your bravery in starting a business, and uh, best of luck to comitatus and to you for the rest of 2020, going into 2021.
1: Thank you so much, it was great to have be on your show.
0: My thanks to Anna Silva, co-founder and CEO of Comitatus in Boston, Massachusetts. For more information, visit comitatus.com. That's spelled C-O-M-I-T-A-T-V-S scom Web producer Aaron Sloan helped produce this podcast. Hattie Shaheda designed our graphics for the website and social media. Andrew Lafferty and Zeke Lafferty recorded our sponsor messages. Grace Lafferty edited our audio. Thank you for listening. What Keeps You Up at Night is brought to you by Plastics News. For more podcasts like this, visit plasticsnews.com audio. I'm Brendan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. So many of us these days are working from home and we are surrounded by our loved ones. In that spirit, here's my son, Zeke Lafferty with our closing sponsorship message. What keeps you up at night is brought to you by Plastics News, the essential news source for the plastics industry. Sign up today for a paid subscription to Plastics News. Options include print, digital or group subscriptions tailored for your business needs. Find out more at plasticnews.com
1: slash subscribe.